What's going on guys, it's Cassius here on the Second Floor Podcast. Welcome to the Calculated Coffee series. Today's guest is a 21-year-old entrepreneur, co-founder of the Compound Cut Club, Alex Barbero. Our conversation was based on his come up and how he got into the game of being a barber, his other entrepreneurial ventures, and how he's been paving his own way of success with Compound and his other businesses. So without further ado, guys, we had a fantastic conversation. Can't wait for you guys to tune in. Let's dive in. Alec, brother, thank you for coming on to the second floor, my man. Uh, glad to be here, bro. Yeah, appreciate really it. We talked about this for a while now. We have, bro. We have. We were talking about it months. I wanted to have you on months ago, even yeah. before COVID. We were talking about yeah. having you on. Um, I wanted to get into your story a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've known you for uh, a couple years now. Um, three, four years. Probably. Three, four years. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been a barber. You're an owner now. Yeah. Um, you do content creation. Um, you do. You do a lot of things that especially at um, your age, a mm-hmm. lot of people uh, don't do, or even yeah. at, at the same time, they don't, you know, they haven't taken the risks and uh, and investing in themselves as much as you have. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, um, no problem, I want to, oh, yeah, so let's get into kind of your backstory a little bit before, you know, Compound was before a thing. Compound. How did you get into, um, you know, the barbershop game? Mm-hmm. And uh, what was what was the whole backstory behind that? Well, uh, I've told this story a lot of times actually, but I'm actually a college, uh, high school dropout. Mm. So I was in grade twelve uh, last semester. Instead of finishing that semester, I started working landscape mm. for my bas- my basketball coach actually. So he knew I was skipping school to go work for him because he had a company. Mm-hmm. Me and my other friend, he's like my teammate, my best friend. We were both working. But uh, after work one day, we were broke. We didn't have money for haircuts. But the hair's getting long. It's kind of hot day, you know, landscape, just working uh, with the wheelbarrow and stuff. But yeah, I cut his hair. He cut mine. Just from YouTube, he had like spare Walmart clippers. And then. From my first haircut, I enjoyed it so much that I told myself already that that was going to be my career. Like, you don't really know that you want to be something until you tell yourself that. Like, you know, you could be like, okay, I like doing this. But until you tell yourself that that you really like it and that, that you're going to become it, it's not like, it's never going to be that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, what's something that you were like? Like your podcast, you you just do it, right? Mm-hmm. But once you actually tell yourself, oh, this is a thing, we're actually going to do this, like in your, you believe yeah, that you're actually doing it. Yeah, no, I, I love that, man. I think that, that that makes a lot of sense. I think everything I've done from the beginning, uh, kind of relating to you is like, mm-hmm. it's I've told myself that internally, where I yeah. want to do it before mm-hmm. it's even manifested. Yeah. Like we, we, I was thinking about the podcast years before you know 
it actually manifested into what it is, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, but no, that's awesome, man. So you, um, so you kind of fell in love with, um, you know, barbering. barbering, and then um, how long did it take you to get in? So you, did you get into it right away? Were yeah. you landscaping for a little bit? What was the? So it was yeah. 2016 summer. I used my first paycheck. I was getting paid 15 an hour. I used like 300 dollars to buy my own clippers because we were using clip, uh, Walmart clippers at the time. And then from then on, I started doing free haircuts. Did about 50 because it's free, right? Everyone just came. They saw the value. And then after that summer, I started charging 10. So it took about half a year to start charging. So, and then it just went on from there, started building my clientele. Yeah. And you were working for other barbershops before mm -hmm. Compound, right? So, summer 2016 to March 2017, I was cutting from home, just building up my own clientele. And then the barber I was going to was Jules. Mm. So, you know, Jules from Alex's Barbershop too, yeah. which is now my business owner for Compound. So I met him. He was already a successful barber. And there's me, high school dropout, just started getting haircuts from him. He saw the potential in me. And then he actually asked me to sub, like someone was going on a vacation and he asked me to just take over because they needed barber. And yeah, I guess I started working there, starting off as a substitute, but ended up they wanted me to stay with Blue also, my coworker. So me and him started working there in March 2017. Nice. So yeah, just just connection, I guess. He was my barber. Yeah. So just knowing him and being being available when something comes up, the opportunity, and then yeah. I just took it. No, that's awesome. And 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 you've been kind of rolling with that since then, right? You've been you've been just kind of. Building your clientele up, yeah. working. That's a must. You know, polishing your craft, right? Mm -hmm. um, when did the idea of, uh, you know, compound turning into a barbershop take place? Because I know from my, me personally, from yeah. knowing Jules back in the day, yeah. I actually performed at one of his, uh, I think it was one of his first events for compound when they were a clothing brand. Yeah. Or just a clothing brand. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember going and I was actually one of the, I was one of the rappers on the, oh, yeah. on, on 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 stage, and I, I performed a couple songs. That's how I know Jules. I know oh. uh, I know his, I know when he had partners back in the day too. So when did it turn into the idea of turning Compound into uh, what it is now? Um, so me and Jules always worked together at the barbershop. He had the clothing store, but it's just a clothing store. It wasn't like a actual barbershop yet. Me and Jules always just planned out our goal and our dream was to always open up a barbershop. And if he has to put clothing aside for a bit to get that done, he uh, he just had to do it, right? Uh, I guess sacrifice one thing to get another. But we can always just uh, get into it again if, if our barbershop's already done, which is right now, actually. So now we're back into making clothes. We have our shipment coming in soon. And the foundation was the barbershop. Mm -hmm. So get to it first and then everything else is kind of just, we can put it in there, right? Yeah. And then we started working with this uh, partner again too, Kui John. Kui John was his partner for the clothing before the barbershop. But 
well, we don't want to break his dream of not having to do that anymore, right? Yeah. Just because me and Jules have our barbershop doesn't mean they can they can't make the the clothing. Mm-hmm. So we put him back into the team. He's now handling his uh, his ex. He's an expert at doing that stuff. So he's handling that for us while we focus on cutting hair. He makes our clothes, and then yeah, he's mm-hmm. we're back at it now. No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think, you know, compound, uh, you know, you guys have built a good rep in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I, I know about it. You know, a lot of people in my circle know about compound. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what was the, what was the idea with the brand? Like, what was the, what was the underlining factor that kind of gave it, you know, you guys that real push to make an actual brand in the city? Mm-hmm. So first of all, even just the planning of the actual barbershop we put the waiting area in the back like do you remember it's in i do yeah. it's in the back like usually you walk in the barbershop it's right in the front right you have a seat before you even see any barbers that's actually strategized i wanted to put that in the back so that when the clients walk in all the barbers are forced to actually say hi to them I that's like the that. whole different thing with us and other barbers is barbers actually know the clients it's a relationship and it's a community mm. you know what i mean it's like what do you remember from compound like what's the thing that hits you like what do you remember from it the vibe the, the vibe, experience right? yeah the experience yeah because even just you're not just talking to your barber you're talking to the whole shop it's a whole team mm. instead of it's just you and the barber yeah all of a sudden you got the whole team there. Everyone knows you. Yeah. Everyone says what's up. Or at least we try to, right? Yeah. No, that's smart, man. Mm. And uh, the, I find like, you know, um, the, the, the vibe is, is, is very, um, uh, I think it's, it's very, it's very youthful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like true. it feels, it feels fresh. It feels fun to be in there. It's you not, know, there's people are, yeah. you know, people are having fun. They're playing mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Um, you guys got the NBA players on the, on the walls. Uh, yeah. you got, you know, the hip hop music going. Yeah. So it feels, it feels very, um, you know, like, you know, fresh. Younger. You know? Yeah. Younger vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too professional. Yeah. We try yeah. to still with our services. Yeah. But well, the barbers, there's 12 of us. Our average age is like twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, so we can't we can't be too professional if we're not as professional ourselves. Yeah, yeah, you want to you, know you, you still want to showcase yeah, like you your authentic authenticity, mm-hmm. like who you are. Yeah, as you, you know, as you're coming up, I think um, the idea with um, like so your team d- does your team. How did you how did you find your team? Oh yeah, how was that, how did that go about? So yeah, networking. So it's a very big step in opening up your own barbershop. Yeah. If me and Jules opened up, it would be one thing. But having our team is so important. We started building up our relationship with them even before the barbershop. Two of them we st- we worked with at the old shop, Northside. But a lot of them, uh, we just met through barber meets, barber competitions. We stayed connected through Instagram, like Snapchat and all that social media that's the powerful thing about our technology now we stay connected even though we don't see them as much we still know what's going on with everyone's lives which is a good thing because you start building up your connections even before you 
have a barbershop, right? So those people, I guess, were friends. So even before, one of them, Arthur, he started off as my client. He wasn't a barber yet. Just like with me and Jules. Yeah. I actually encouraged him to be a barber. I gave him his pair of clippers. So it's like digging your well before you're thirsty. I mean, mm. start digging early before you before you even need them, and then when he became a successful barber already, I didn't even have to ask him to work with me. He's already, I'm working here. Yeah. that's my station. Yeah, first yeah. time he came, first time he came to the barber shop, he wasn't even done yet. I didn't ask him to work with me. He just pointed out his station, said, "Yo, I'm working here. I'm bringing my stuff tomorrow." I'm like, Okay, I don't even hire you yet. <laughs> yeah, this guy just hired himself. Yeah, he hired himself. So, yeah, it's funny how that works because, like, you know, Jules did that for you. Yeah, and then now yeah. you're doing it for for him, and yeah. then you know, it kind of almost the cycle kind of repeats itself. Yeah. Um, that that's beautiful, man. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, um, what did like? What made you like open like? Because a lot of and, and I know this from 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 many of my friends and people that I know, mm -hmm. it's not as easy as just like opening, oh, yeah. opening up a business, right? A business takes time. It takes effort. It takes a lot of planning. And even with all that planning and preparation, yeah. you might not even go through with opening a business. I know how hard it is to run my own business. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of stuff that goes in through your head, especially because you're running it. Mm -hmm. You're the guy. You can't look at anyone else. Um, and it doesn't stop at a nine to five. It's, it's, it's always, yeah. it's constantly, it's a 24 seven thing. So even before, you know, what made you take the risk? What was the, idea, what was the thing of like, yeah, I'm doing this no matter, no matter what happens. And what did your parents and like the people around you think okay. when you were going through that? So barbering is an essential, uh, everyone's hairs grow back. That's I guess that's the thing with barbering. I got lucky. This is my niche because everyone always needs it. But another thing is clientele. Me and Jules had a full clientele. As you know, it's hard to book with us. You have to book in advance. So with me and Jules clientele alone, we can already afford the rent. There's no, there's no risk. We know there's other businesses that have higher risks because it's not always like that, right? Yeah. So with barbering, after you built up your clientele, you're pretty much set. Your clientele is your, it's your paycheck. So once the, I knew me and Jules had clientele, and the people that wanted to work with us had clientele. Well, it just made sense for me and him, right? Because we don't want to be working for someone else that we don't know that's just making money off of us. We want to actually have our own shop. But did you bring this up to Jules? Was this something that you guys thought about together? Yeah. Or, or was he like, hey, you know, I'm planning to, you know, start this barbershop and I want you to come with. Like, how did the process come about? Oh, okay. Yeah. So me and Jules, uh, it's it's not really like plan, plan. Mm -hmm. He wasn't like, okay, first step is this. We're going to do this. We sort of just talked about it like casually, like. We always told each other, Alec, he like, he tells me, Alec, we're opening a bar barbershop. Okay. One day 
It was always one day. Yeah. You know? It was always one day. Mm. But I'm all about... I don't like planning. I'm more, I'm, a, I'm more of a like... A, I just do it and then figure it out type of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, first step was uh, hire an accountant. That was our first step. So, what do we do first? So, we just went on it step by step. Okay, what do we do first? It's me and Jules. This was final. Me and Jules are doing it. Uh, if everyone else wants to work with us, they can just work with us. But we'll open the shop. So I guess, yeah, it was never like he asked me. Mm-hmm. It was it was just like we had a goal. Mm. It was the same goal, so why not just work together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what did your parents think? What did your family think about mm. you, you know, opening my, up your own job? My parents were never strict. They're always mm. so supportive. Even with me dropping out of high school, they didn't care. Mm. Usually. Yeah. Like, especially my parents from the Philippines. Any immigrant parents, Any man. immigrant parents, bro. <laughs> They'd be like, what are you doing? But they have a different mindset on anything. Mm. They just want me to be happy and my siblings. They don't care what we do. Like, I was skipping school in grade 12. They knew I wasn't happy with school. I didn't like school. They were okay with it. And then, just with anything, too. Like, they don't care about money. Mm-hmm. That's why that's my goal to to move them out of our house because we're renting. I wanna buy them a house, and then have everyone there. Yeah. But yeah, they're they've been supportive. No. No, uh, what you call it? They don't no get anything. Yeah, no issues. That's good, man. Because I I remember uh, running around with a camera years ago, and yeah. I was like, yo, I wanna, I wanna be able to do this. I wanna be able to mm-hmm. shoot and edit videos, yeah. all the time. And I was going through university. And, uh, the, my parents were always telling me to like, yeah, like they were expecting me to become like a doctor, right? Really? Yeah. So I was, I was planning <laughs> to go into optometry school actually oh. before this. Um, but every day after, after school, after my classes, I was, I was shooting or editing some sort of videos or I was, mm-hmm. I was making music or something like that. So my, my mind was consumed after school. I, I never had the, I guess the programs that I was in, I was not passionate about, especially in Makes sciences. Sense. But I was good at it. You know, I got good grades and I, I did what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the support wasn't there from my family. It, wasn't, yeah. it, was, it was difficult to really think, okay, I'm going to make this into a business. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show them. I'm going to see like, yo, like this actually makes money. Like you can actually do this for a living. It was a very difficult process for me. So that's good that you have parents that are like, yeah. hey, like, you know, we support you as long as you're happy. Like that is, is something that's a factor that a lot of people, um, need, you know what I mean? And, and I think it's a very essential thing. Um, not, not saying that it's necessary. I think you can still do it. Like there's other people like such as me, you can still do what you want to do, but I Mm -hmm. think it takes, if you have that encouragement, I think it goes a long way. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So what got you into, you know, doing like, um, like you, you've started to do a little bit of videos, you're starting to do a little bit of yeah. content creation. You're starting to, you know, I know you're active on social media. Uh, where did that come about? What was the, have you just always loved social media? And, yeah. And is that, is that something that you just kind of want to continue building off your brand? Yeah. So with barbering, my main marketing tactic was social media to build up my clientele. But now, 
I'm I'm too booked up now. I don't need clientele anymore. Yeah. So my my skills in social media was okay. I wasn't like doing research about it. I was just posting my haircuts. So that got me to where I was, which was a barbershop owner at 20 years old, right? With my clientele. But now I'm starting to get into it more because during quarantine, actually, quarantine changed my life for the good, man. I was so bored at home. I didn't know what to do. I started off um, different businesses with my friends and family. So me and my friends, we started the fish business. Like we import fish. Yeah. We import fish from Thailand and we sell them locally. So I wanted, I wanted to get into um, video like you. Yeah. So now I actually get what you talk about when you come get a cut, talk about camera gear. I actually get that now because I took an online course for it. And then me and my brother, we started the flooring company, like anything epoxy. Yeah. So that was during quarantine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done any of that if it wasn't for quarantine because I wouldn't have time. I would just be at the shop cutting hair all day. Yeah. And well, also the compound, I wanted to market for compound as well. Yeah. So with all of that stuff, uh, I needed to gain more skills. I had to always learn new skills to market it better because I was just posting haircuts. It was just regular stuff. Mm. Also, another thing was the online course. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. So I made a online course for barbers. Is it like busy barbers or something? Yeah, the busy barber. The busy barber. Yeah. yeah. So now I went from local, which is my barbershop and my other businesses to now an online course you can sell anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So you get like you get how much more I have to learn instead of, of just targeting local. Now I got the whole world. You got the whole world, yeah. So it's crazy, man. Yeah. After finding out about those stuff during quarantine, I get I went to Toronto and the barber owner there has merch. He was telling me, Oh, I get no sleep. Now I get all of that. There's always something to do now now that it's online. Yeah. There's always something to do. Yeah. So to answer your question, what was your question again? Well, uh, the... Social media? The, yeah, how did you get into it and what was yeah. the... Yeah, so yeah. I guess during quarantine, I found more opportunities Yeah. to answer the question, what's next? 20-year-old barbershop owner. Yeah. Like, you would think I would just stop, right? And yeah. And just run my business. I guess I got bored because quarantine and I found out what's next. So yeah. something next out there. That, that's awesome, bro. Cause I think, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to, to, to see, especially how young you are to, to, yeah. to do all these things. Um, because as, me personally, when I was going through university, I was trying to figure out these things too mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to run a, you know, my own business and you know, the loopholes, my, my business is not essential. Right. So oh, yeah, yeah. it's That's not hard. it's it, well, especially in, right now in the pandemic, it's a lot more difficult for I'm not having reoccurring clients. So it's it's really up and down. But in, in, in terms of the social, I think it's very interesting because you have a lot of entrepreneurial skill set. Like you have a lot of, uh, you know, entrepreneur, you know, especially with the mindset, you know, you're doing multiple different things. Right. You're doing multiple yeah. different businesses. You're, you're, you're expanding your reach outside of just being mm-hmm. a barbershop owner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
why like what what's the what what's the idea behind like how did you uh, come up like, with all wh- of it? Where, where where did the entrepreneurship business mindset come from where did it all like stem from where why are you doing all these things oh okay you know thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed it to support this channel go to patreon.com slash caches to get more videos like this and on topics such as filmmaking creativity and business thanks so much for watching